You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. So, Pam. Yes. T minus one day till the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway gets rolling. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Everybody's flying in, coming into town. Gonna weather be a looks good like, weekend. Weather looks like it's going to be great. So hopefully that won't make snafus on the issues with travel and all of that that can oh, happen. Oh, let's hope. And the pool should be nice at night in the <laughs> so, hot tub. So if you are en route to this year's Sexy Marriage Radio getaway here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, bring a swimsuit, pack for warm weather. Looking forward to seeing you. But bring layers for the conference room because it's always cold. Oh, every time you're in a hotel conference room. Except yeah. for the subject matter. <laughs> That's hot. Smoking. <laughs> this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Where we're having honest, straightforward conversations about married life and love and sex and the good and the bad that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. Because we want you to uh, reap all the benefits that married sex can be because we we believe that that's the sacred place that uh, sex is just fantastic. And it's a lifelong thing that can unfold and just get better and better. Yeah. So if you are curious about uh, anything that we need to cover that is on your mind, 214-702-9565 is how you can call and let us know. You can always email since the very beginning to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and we read all of those. That becomes topics, questions, things that we will cover because uh, we want to hear it from you because the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation does help set what we cover and where we go. Mm-hmm. And so it is thanks to you that we're able to do this. And so this episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy, where you get the chance for $19 a month to join a great group of people in a deep conversation, as well as more touch, more access. You can learn more at smrnation.com forward slash Academy. So coming up on today's regular free version of the show couple of your questions and our answers. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is longer, deeper, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. You can listen to uh, a follow-up conversation from another extended episode we've done where we talked about the whole differences between thinking and feeling Mm -hmm. and how do those play off of each other and the importance of utilizing both And so we've had a loyal listener call in asking for us to take the other side of the equation. And so we're going to unpack that and plus go a different direction. Yeah, I'm excited. Within that. Excited to dive in that. So all that's coming up on today's show. Hi, Dr. Allen and Pam. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, The reason I was calling is I consistently hear Corey talk about the need to provide something worth wanting to your spouse. It's it's something that, like I said, you consistently talk about, but I've never heard you have a full conversation about exactly what that means. I feel like I do a good job around the house. I feel like I do a good job presenting something worth wanting to my wife, but I really feel like if I knew, uh, if I kind of had a better definition that it would – uh, make more sense. 
Okay, so this is a common theme throughout the history of Sexy Marriage Radio. Okay. Is this idea of when we're talking about wanting to be wanted in a marriage, all we can really do is present something that we deem is worth wanting. And so the wording you use there is that we deem is worth wanting. So um, does this look different to different people? Yes. Absolutely it will. because Based on values based off of based on based on what each person deems is valuable Mm -hmm. and something to want or desirable which can make it to where we set up the scenario of is my way the only way or do i also need to be a student and influenced by my spouse and my surroundings and situations and what i know of them and what they deem as valuable and wanting. Okay, valid question. My my gut on that, and I'm guessing you have your insight. My gut on that is you be you, right? Are you trying to right. be a person that you think someone else wants you to be? Or are you just living from who you want to be from your value standpoint? Okay. Um, and I, and integrity I th- standpoint. And I think to sum up that to a degree, the goal is both in harmony. Huh. It's, okay. It's who am I and who I want to be. That's what makes me quintessentially me. But I need to be a student of who I'm with too. So that I see the power and the evolving of that pressure of what their influence is on me. Because, so look at it this way, Pam, that we have, in in our marriage of 26 years, and then in a lot of the people that we've met in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, and then a lot of the clients I get, and our friends, we have this commonality that you keep coming across this theme of an over-functioner is married to an under-functioner. A high-adventure person is married to a low-adventure person. You know, there's, that those, that's the higher and lower Spectrum. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so if me being quintessentially me means I sit on the couch all day long, day after day, and just binge everything I can on Netflix, and that's what makes me so alive, (laughs) and I'm married to somebody that would rather be out and see the world, not watch the world, there's going to be an issue if we each put our foot down so strongly that it's like I am devoid of seeing the other person as well. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to self so much at the expense of the relationship. So in this case, are you saying that the person is... Uh, okay, so the if you're the person that wants to sit on the couch all day, mm-hmm. is that really in your heart who you want to be? So you're saying that person just, that's who they really want to be. Right. They if, believe if that's what, that this is. That's what stirs their soul and makes meaning for their legacy. Okay. And obviously it's a hypothetical we're talking about yes. here, I hope. But it's still this whole concept of if I demand self to the expense of the relationship, that's as ridiculous as giving up myself for the sake of the relationship. And so it's, it's where is that, that area in the between that I don't lose myself, but I also recognize the power and influence of the relationship. Because he said, 
in his message, I feel like I help around the house and I feel, you know, he, he gave some uh-huh. qualifiers of uh-huh. these are some of the things that I deem are worth wanting. So the follow-up question to that is worth wanting to do what with? Because it could be what he does is an outstanding role as a partner to lo- to manage a household. Mm-hmm. And so definitely I want that. But what we use this concept with so much is when you're talking about wanting and desiring sex, then wanting to have a partner that helps run a household isn't always arousing. No. It's just helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just convenient mm-hmm. to have a companion that helps you with life like that, that also makes it kind of easy with life like that. Because I've had a lot of guys that have come across in the mastermind group that one of the ways they would frame the conversation is they make life pretty easy for their wife mm. on how they really do step up and handle a lot of stuff okay. for her. And yet their gripe is that doesn't equate to sex. And I'm like, well, that's the premise is wrong in that regard. Because what you're doing is you're just creating a whole platonic relational dynamic of we get along really well in that arena. We're really good roommates. Yeah, we can we can coexist well. We co-parent well. We co-manage well. So what types of things, like the guys that have, have been in group, um, what types of things have they done or uh, maneuvered within their own life to make something more worth wanting? Right. That's when you have to start being more overt about the sexual dynamic is my mind because what what a lot of times we do on I'm trying to present something that I believe is worth wanting but I'm I'm only I'm not doing it in the context of worth wanting to have sex with. Okay, I guess and I'm just asking you for swagger. a more specific right. I get you. But that's one of it is just recognizing that dynamic okay. of my idea of being a good beta husband mm-hmm. meaning I help out around the house and I take care of a lot of the things that are just we we partner well together. That yeah. doesn't always equate. That's the whole concept of chore play. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always equate to arousal Sure. for a woman. Am I wrong? No, I would I mean, agree with just that. Just because we do dishes together doesn't mean you're ready to go. Sure. <laughs> so there's And still... just because I might cook a meal for you or do dishes for you doesn't mean that right. you might be turned on by me. Right. right. Because some of it is just the responsibilities of life. Yeah. So this is where you have to start then looking at, okay, how am I presenting something in a sexual dynamic in the erotic arena that is worth wanting, that is more blatant, that's more upfront, that has more swagger to it, okay. that has more overtness to it. And this is where what I find most often is men get into this whole nice guy. I'm trying to manipulate sexual dynamic and energy rather than just create it by just being and by okay. by pursuing, by blurting, by being up front, by making moves. Mm-hmm. By because the the biggest arena that I come across is a man has tried all these different things and they've and he's been shot down. Okay. So he's frustrated. And rejection is just part of this whole thing. For 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 both sides. Right, because it's not just right. a, it's not just a husband getting rejected. It's a wife gets rejected too. Even if she's not the higher higher desire, she still gets faces rejection. Sure, but it's seeing it as he has to learn 
how when I bring this congruence of a life that has some synergy and some consistency and some swagger to it, that's a different thing that I'm presenting when I'm overt rather than the subtle ways I would try to bring about sex when I used to get rejected because I was manipulating the situations. I wasn't just being forthcoming about it. Okay. Okay. So it, so in practical, here's things of what it looks like. It's accepting rejection well. Yes. Right. Being, uh, being stronger and bolder in, in yep. those and it's, arenas. And it's also the biggest thing that I have come across that helps men with the mastermind world that I've been doing with the, with them for a while now that helps men turn this corner is they need to be better at setting a tone in the relationship Mm -hmm. of, of drawing some clear lines of this is the expectation for, of how I'm going to conduct myself of what I'm after. And then her job is to handle her side of that equation. Right, because both of it, we're not just. We, this is focus. This conversation ends up being more about the men because right. he, he's he's the one that he's called the one in. calling in. Yep. Um, but it comes both sides. Absolutely, right? it does. This is her being more upfront and overt about who she is mm-hmm. and what makes her tick sexually and otherwise, and him handling that well. Yeah, and so there, there's just this dynamic of learning. How do I teach people to treat me differently and better? This was one of the things. So I was listening to um, this past week, and I'm working out Dr. Glover's going to be joining us on an upcoming episode. And I was listening to something as he's got a new book out, and he was talking about a lot of times as, as, as a partner, we need to, to draw some better boundaries. And he gave an example of he was on a date, and the woman showed up to the date, and they'd been dating a while, and she was just unloading about her day because it was a bad day. And so she was just venting. Sure. And so he kind of let it go on for just a little bit. And then he was finally like, hold on, this is a date. (laughs) And he pulled out his phone and he set a five minute timer and said, you got five minutes to unload. And after that, we're on a date. And so this is about us. Right. And so he kind of just changed the dynamic, hit start, set it down. And it took her two minutes or so. And she was done. And realized, you know what? I'm sorry. We're good. And, you know, but it was just kind of, he had to stand up to present something worth wanting. Yeah. Right? To be able to say, whoa, 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 this is a tone that, you know, I'm going to make a different tone in here. Yeah. I'm not just going to listen and hope that I can steer you. Because sometimes you got to just wait. We're about something else right now. That's interjecting myself into my own life better. Okay. Which I believe, tell me if I'm wrong, I believe that's a better thing closer towards worth wanting because there's a differentiated stance in that. Oh, I would agree with that. That I'm standing up. Yeah. Well, and she can do the same. If she, Absolutely. If, she can. If, if I've got, you know, if I'm on a date and someone tells me that and I feel like he's just cutting me off, well, I can stand up for myself and say, whoa, 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 wait a second. Right. You're sh- you're shooing. You can tell when someone's kind of shooing you out, right? And you can tell when someone's just saying, "Wait a second, let's reframe." I want you. You get your piece out, but right. I don't need to hear every detail, right? And then let's be right. us. And marriage is marriage yeah. is, is a similar but different context mm-hmm. because there is this more whoa. But how often do we do that too, where we go on a date and it's just conversations about work and kids? It's not about us. And so somebody's got to step up and be able to say, "Hold on." 
this is about us. Yeah. What are we doing here? I'm claiming this time mm-hmm. and territory. Join me or don't, but I'm going to make the move. That's the kind of stuff that's bold and I believe is closer towards being wanted. Yeah. Because it's so much cleaner and overt. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. So Sexy Marriage Radio is being brought to you by its own academy. Its own academy <laughs> and these people that we love. Absolutely. And so there's two different types of levels you can join with Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. One is just uh, the we're calling it the extended, mm-hmm. which is where you can get the extended content every week. It shows up right on your phone. You can log into the site at sexymarriage.net. Log in, see all the extended episodes where you get roughly twice as long of a show right. with deeper content that's is only for the members, mm-hmm. or if you want to go even further, you can go all the way, which gets you the extended content, as well as monthly coaching Q&A calls, which are live with every member of the Academy that wants to join. Those are all recorded, yep. followed directly by after by a virtual hangout, which is where we stop the recording. Couples get the chance to just talk to each other, collaborate, see who's who mm-hmm. we're seeing, as well as mm-hmm. a private chat where conversations go on regularly. That this has become a community where if you got a question, you're not sure where to ask, this is where no holds barred, you can ask anything. Super safe place to do it. So if you want to join, go to smrnation.com forward slash smracademy and join today. Hi, Dr. Allen and Pam. I was wondering if you could um, answer this for me. I just recently had um, an incident at work that was involving sexual harassment, and I was just curious on how would be a good way or what you would suggest to help me move on from this and to make sure that I don't bring it into the bedroom with my husband or if it ends up kind of rearing its ugly head. um, When I do get triggered, are there ways and things that I could do um, either on my own or with my husband to move past the incident that occurred. Um, this hasn't ever happened before, so I just was curious if you had any suggestions or um, advice on that. Thanks so much for all you do, and we love listening. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Well, first, um, kudos for handling whatever's gone on, it sounds like. Yeah, sorry that happened. Yeah, the, the, the world we're in, um, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of th- stuff we really have to wade through. Uh, Mm -hmm. So kudos for for addressing it. And then for being proactive to what do I have to do now? Right. Because there's going to be some fallout and some ramifications that's going to be impactful. Some of it's unintended and some of it's unknown of how it'll play out and impact you. Right. Because a lot of times these things, when we have uh, major hits to our psyche and to some of the deeper parts of the recesses of our emotions... Uh, those things rear their heads in the most inopportune times. So in one regards, the question uh, I want to at least start with with her is some of the... May, tell me if I'm wrong on being semantic with this, Pam, but I, I think there's importance to not trying to think I have to move past this. I've got to move through it. Sure. Anything that's happened in life is always going to be there. Right. Right. It's always going to be there and you just learn to, you've well, got to learn how to deal with the triggers. Yep. Uh, you got to learn to recognize the triggers. Right. And I, and it might, it, it might be semantic, but it's, I think it's important because yeah. past it could, could imply 
I just move on and it's under the rug and I don't have forgotten. to worry about like it. Like it's forgotten. I, I pack it down in there and it just, it'll never come back rather right. than, no, I need to move through this. What can I learn from this? Good and bad. What are the, what are the negative things that are, that are going to mm-hmm. its head, rear its head? And what are the positive things? Cause this is the, this is the difference between being able to look at life later and be able to ask the question or, or I'm sorry, answer the question. Is there anything you regret because hopefully you'd be able to see even all the negative things that have gone on in my life. I don't regret them as much because I've learned so much from them. Yeah. And I think that's the difference of trying to think of it through going through it rather than I just got to move past it. No, I think that's a, a really good point because no matter what kind of uh, issue you have, we'll talk specifically sexual um, I- issues here. There's When those triggers do come up, the, fr- the first time you face him is hard. Yep. Super hard, right? Yep. And then you know you're going to face it again in the future, and hopefully you can say, oh, that that was easier to work through this time than it was last time. Right, because we learn and, and we get better. You see movement. You see mm-hmm. you see positive steps forward. Um, and, and the beauty is she's, at, you know, I think she's asking the right questions of, uh, what are things I can do on my own, but also with my spouse? Because right. it's a, this this thing so, is a teamwork. So to answer together. that question, that portion of her question of what do I do if it rears its head in the bedroom? Mm-hmm. One is you start the conversations with your husband outside of the bedroom mm-hmm. on what all's unfolded. So hopefully he already is well aware of yeah. where you are, what all's gone on their particulars, um, where you stand with it. You have little, you have moments in the nearer term. Uh, this can be a little more frequent until, depending on the severity of what all has gone on, but of where are you now? Yeah. You know, how are you? Or just the little check-ins with each other. Right. But what you do when they're triggered is you don't try to hide it and you don't try to fake it if you've already laid some groundwork. You just be overt about it. You be upfront about it. You just say, hold on. I just went way back yeah. to what just happened. Yeah. And then this is where now you have the possibility and the likelihood of the power of a relationship taking you places that you couldn't go by yourself in this healing. Because if you've got a, a spouse, and in this case your husband, who is willing to walk with you through this, be someone that doesn't try to fix it, but joins you in it, and is intuitive with it. Now, all of a sudden, you'd, you'd just taken your relationship someplace it couldn't have gone prior. Yeah. Because you get the chance to be able to, I, I envision and picture this as they're in the middle of some sort of a sexual encounter at some point, wherever it is as it's progressing. She gets triggered. He's probably picking up on it because we do pick up these things. If somebody, yeah. some, the mood just shifted. Something just happened. And it's which one of us has the courage to say so. Yeah. And a lot of times, if we're not really invested on deeper levels, neither of us have the courage to because we don't want to lo- lose the little bit that we've got. But what we don't recognize is the courage to be able to say, I just lost this connection from you, something shifted, is the only way I'm going to get to where we get to the deeper levels. Mm-hmm. And so you speak up in the moment and you get in a position where you can be eye to eye. And depending on what has happened, if you need to be in a power position, ma'am, to do so, then flip him, flip over and get on top of him to take power and that kind of a move and keep eye to eye and just say, hold on, here's where I am. Mm-hmm. And then catch each other in the eye 
hold each other, talk, pray, meditate, something that's just a, I'm not ending what just happened in our, you know, that built up to this point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reclaim it. And then you follow the connection from there. Right. I mean, that's, that's the most powerful thing I've ever come across is it's, it's within your own capabilities. It's just learning to trust yourself and each other that just because we lose a connection is not a bad thing. Right. And this isn't only going to happen in the bedroom. Yes. I mean, it's, it, you never know what those triggers are. I mean, yeah. at this point, she may know specific triggers already, obviously, and have those communicated to him, but there may be something. Yeah. It, that, I mean, you're in the kitchen and he slaps you on the rear end and it's like, wait yeah. a second. That's true. Or things have just been rocking along really well and it's like, hey, we're, I'm done. I'm good. And all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. The littlest thing. And you're right back where you were because the emotional level of what it sounds like was where, where the triggers reside does, doesn't have a timestamp typically. Mm-mm. And so it feels like it just happened. But that's where you, you reestablish back into your surroundings and you regain some consciousness of your surroundings and who you're with. And you use the power of each other to go through this further, to go deeper, to connect. And if that means you hung with it for a little bit and then you said, you know what? I'm sorry. I just can't get it back. Perfect. It's okay. That's fine. Yeah, because you're at least claiming that choice rather than fighting it. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference. Right. Or And not just climbing up and he doesn't have a clue what's going on. I'll and just then bear that, down and power through it. Right. And, and that just causes yeah. more that's, tension. That's repetitive trauma then right. that can happen. Right. So it, so it really is the courage to the, the very, let me end it with this for her. The very same courage it took to call a show and ask this question is the very same courage that, we, that allows you to steer that with your husband. True. Of being able to, Claim what you need to for you and for him and face it head on mm-hmm. because you're not alone in this. You've got a partner and a spouse that test that out and see where that takes you mm-hmm. because that's what, that's the doorway to even greater things. So to all of those out there coming to the getaway, safe travels. Yeah. Can't wait to see you. Yeah, so excited for this. Right. This is this is one of our favorite times of the year. Yep. Of of being able to hang out with Sexy Marriage Radio Nation people and all of those that come. And lots of fun, great minds out there. Um it's going to be a great time together. Right. And for those of you that are in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, uh keep listening because we yeah. record shows at the getaway, so you'll the ones that'll be coming in the near future will be recorded live. Yeah. And maybe even some of the participants there on the air with us. We'll see how it unfolds. Woo-hoo. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. Um, again, like we always say, if we left something undone, 214-702-9565. We'd love to hear what you think. See you soon.